Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Faithless with Lisette Diaz, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here is your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our fourth episode of Faithless. I am your host, Lisette Diaz, and I am so glad that you are joining me today. Since we've started this podcast, we've been through quite a journey together. On our first episode, we explored the meaning of faith. On episode two, we talked about how to live your faith as a man of God, and we had a guest speaker on that one. Episode three, we went into the way that we live our lives, worshiping a false god of productivity. And then here we are today, three steps closer to renewing our faith. Three more tools to use to get you up when you're feeling down on your faith. If you missed any of those podcasts, you can go to soundcloud.com slash faithfitradio to listen to them. And we also have many other podcasts from other people in, in the Diocese of Orlando that you might enjoy. So go ahead and check those out. Today we're going to delve into a topic that sounds so much easier than it actually is. And that topic is accepting God's will. Whenever we pray the Our Father, we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That phrase, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a really loaded phrase. Think about heaven. All the angels around God, all the saints worshiping him and being in his presence. Think about St. Michael, the commander of his army, marching into battle at God's command. Heaven is heaven because everyone loves God and does his will. Heaven is perfect because God's will is perfect. So we're asking for God's will to be done here on earth the same way that it is in heaven, basically trying to build a heaven on earth. But what does it mean for God's will to be done? What, what even is God's will? Well, God's will is very simple. It's that we're all going to be saved and that we spend eternity with him. But back to the first question. What does it mean for God's will to be done? Now, get ready to swallow a hard pill because this one is a very difficult thing for all of us to accept. Sometimes the things we want most are things that God doesn't want for us. Sometimes what God wants is something that is going to make us uncomfortable. It's going to take us out of our comfort zone. And sometimes the things that we want so desperately are the things that are going to take us straight to our downfall. But we also have to remember that it's not always a bad feeling when we follow what God wills for us. Just because God's will can be different from our own doesn't mean that it is. Sometimes we just go about achieving our goals in the wrong way and, and God just kind of wants us to go on a different direction to achieve those goals. So I'll tell you about um, a little story about my faith journey on this topic. My parents' goal for me was that I would finish college and have a career. And it didn't matter what career, any career, they just wanted me to have a career. And so I was dead set on becoming a veterinarian. Well, I got to my science classes in UCF. <laughs> And I started failing my science classes left and right. I very quickly realized that I didn't have what it takes 
to go through which with a career that is going to be seven more years of this science this but not just the science classes i was taking then grueling science classes so i changed my major a million times and i ended up in something that i had totally been avoiding teaching and the reason that i ended up there was because i was praying to god and i told him lord i really love science i do but I suck at it. <laughs> I need your help. But I feel like you don't want me here. And and I don't know what to do. And the Lord simply told me, just do what you're good at. Teach. You see, God had already given me the gift of teaching. But I always looked at teaching the same way that society did. You know, low salary, no respect, stress, long hours, so on and so forth. The list is endless, trust me. But God put in my heart that teaching was an honorable thing to do. And all of a sudden, all around me, there was this positive messages about teachers. And, and God gives us these gifts, and, and we tend to ignore them or avoid them like the plague, when really, he's giving us the tools that we need to be happy and to do his will. So it's like this new perspective taught me to look at the bright side of things, taught me to look at the bright side of my talents. Well, I went into a career in education, and while I was still in school, I was volunteering at church and also working full-time so that I could afford school. And all of this was extremely exhausting. And to put the cherry on top, I got engaged. And <laughs> I knew in a heartbeat when I got engaged that my calling was to be a wife and a mother. That's my ultimate calling. And I loved my husband. Well, at that time, my fiancé, I love him so much. Especially because he was a God-fearing man, and he was just awesome. But in my heart, I had this heavy weight. Because even though I knew that God's timing was perfect, it didn't align with my timing. I wasn't supposed to get married and then finish school, much less get married, get pregnant, have a baby, and then finish school. I was supposed to have it all figured out. I was supposed to finish school first and then do all of the above. But I had to trust in God. This was God's plan. So I got married. I listened to God. And believe it or not, school got a thousand times easier. And then I got pregnant, and then it was not easy anymore. I still remember the day I sat in front of my my sec, my biology class, my bio 2 class. I was waiting to go inside, and I was praying to God. I, was, I said, God, why is this so hard? Why are so many things getting in my way? Between our finances, the travel time, my counselors being impossible, I'm not able to pass my classes. And Am I not supposed to be doing this? Am I not meant to finish school? Or is, is that not what you want for me? And I was so frustrated. But I got really silent because I heard the voice of God telling me, I desire this for you. That deep desire you have in your heart to finish this career, I put that desire in your heart. But somebody else doesn't want you to be successful because he knows how great you can be and how faithful you are to me. But I am here with you. Don't give up. I do want this for you too. And I was so happy to hear that because I always felt like God was against me on this, but he actually had my back all along. But the devil wasn't having it. He knew that the second God and I got on the same page, his plans were ruined. And so I told God, in that case, Lord, I need you to help me. I feel like I'm on my own. I'm fighting this battle that I, I can't win. I need you. I need help. And God simply said, you have all of me.
And I tell you the story because I want you to see all the different components of God's will that are present. First, we notice that there are so many obstacles that something must be off. Sometimes what's off is that what God wants for us is different from what we want. And in those cases, we have to be humble and ask God to show us what he wants us to do. In my case, something was off because God and I weren't on the same page. I didn't see what was happening on a different level. And God showed that to me so that I would have the motivation to continue that journey. Second, how do we approach God? When we honestly talk to God and ask him, he does give us an answer. It might not always be as obvious as this, but there is always an answer. Third, even even when it's God's will, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. In this case, even though God wanted me to do this, the devil didn't. So he put all kinds of obstacles in my way to discourage me. And I thought that I was being discouraged from being in that career by God. But really, the devil's goal was to discourage me from God's plan for my career. So even though it's not the easy way, that doesn't mean it's the wrong way. And fourth, you have to ask for God's guidance. We need God. And some of us say, no, I don't. I don't need God. I don't need anyone. That's a lie that you're telling yourself. And we need to be more humble and accept the help that God gives us. We need to let go of our pride and let God fill our hearts. Welcome him into our lives and tell him what our needs are. We can't be scared to ask God for the things that we need. I'll give you another example that isn't as easy to deal with as the one I had with with my schooling. And this one's a little bit more personal. It's a little more hardcore. So for five years before dating my now husband, I was in an abusive relationship in all ways that you can think of. I spent five years being brainwashed and forced into thinking certain things that, you know, deep down, I knew they were wrong. But really, that's all I knew. That's what I grew up with. So the one thing that this man couldn't keep me from was my love for God. And thanks to my parents, um, I had that love for God sewn deep into my core. So even though I was in this dark place, I knew that something had to be wrong because God promises so much more in the Bible and all these readings. So, So why was I living this hell on earth? And it took something big for me to snap out of it. It took me getting burned just for fun to see how close he could get a hot lamp to my skin, even though I was fighting to get away, and then hours of him telling me that I was overreacting. It took that moment for me to realize that this relationship I was in, this couldn't be what God's will was for me. But I was so blinded by this brainwashing that I had ignored all the signs God was giving me. I put it to the side. But that moment was a wake-up call for me. And I started to pray so hard. I went to the Blessed Sacrament almost every day. And it took God four months to finally get me to do what I needed to do. And I still remember the moment that I accepted God's will. I was in the Blessed Sacrament, and I was scared. Five years in an abusive relationship. How do I get out of that? I kept telling God, I, I, I can't do it. What would happen? I, was, I wasn't scared of being alone. I was actually looking forward to being alone. I was scared of being harassed and abused even more for making a decision that didn't align with what my boyfriend wanted. 
and I was shaking to my core. I, I couldn't stay still. I, I kept saying, God, I, I just can't do it. I can't. I'm scared. But God said to me, I'm always here. I will give you the strength. I will give you the words. You know what you have to do. And as I was letting go, I, f- I felt all of me just fall apart. And I said, God, please hold me. And I, at that moment, I just I felt Jesus wrap his arms around me so tightly. I had never felt anything like it. And I just let go. And I cried. And I cried. But once I gave it all to God... And I put my life in his hands that night. I had this courage like you would not believe. I was ready to fight. And no one was going to change my mind. And that character has actually stuck with me to this day. And if, if I've prayed about something and God has confirmed it for me and God says that's what needs to happen, nothing anyone says will cause me to change my mind. And, and that came from that moment. And so I went later that week and I spoke to my ex-boyfriend and I broke up with him and all hell broke loose. I did what God wanted me to and all hell broke loose, but I would not be affected. He still found ways to continue abusing me, but God was with me. I was weak and I'd fall into that train of thought that he would constantly feed me, but God was with me. God was with me when my ex-boyfriend decided that he would sit by me in psychology class and list all of the psychological conditions that he thought I had. God was with me when my ex-boyfriend would push me because I would ignore him. God was with me when, in counseling, I first heard the words abusive relationship, PTSD, and possible restraining order. God was with me when I lost all of my friends because of the decision that I made. And he was with me when the pain and stress were so bad that I would black out or double over in pain. And God was with me the day I had the courage to finally and fully walk away and keep that man out of my life forever. From the moment I accepted God's will, God never once left me. He went with me through every difficult step and carried me out when I couldn't walk anymore. So even though God's will wasn't easy, it definitely paid off. And my husband and I knew each other years before we started dating. We were coordinators of the youth and young adult groups at our parish, along with a couple others, all of which actually became my friends. And they've been an amazing support through everything that life has thrown at me. And I, I love them so much. And But Ralphie, and Ralphie is my husband, Ralphie had um, had been away for almost a year playing college baseball, but about four months after I had broken up with my ex-boyfriend, Ralphie had come back, back home to stay after playing, and, and we met up and we hung out as friends, and he really started to like me, but I was so distrustful of men. After what I had gone through, I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, nope, no men. And I became super selfish about my relationship with God. I was not going to let anyone in my life ever again. I was angry and I was bitter, but Ralphie would not let up, (laughs) and anybody who knows my husband, (laughs) you know how he is, and so around July, I was telling God, God, I I don't want any men in my life. I just want it to be me and you, Lord. I just want to be with you, 
but god knew the bitterness in my heart and the hatred in my heart and god said give him a chance he's the one and when god told me that i was so mad like you would not even believe and i went off on god and i started saying what didn't you tell me that you wanted me to be, to be alone and and now you want me with him Nuh-uh. i don't want to i'm still hurt i don't want to go back to that and god was just he is so funny because i was flipping out on god and god was just so calm and he said just say yes and and i was disarmed i had promised god that moment in the blessed sacrament to do his will and he proved to me that he was faithful to his word he he went with me through the whole journey so it was my turn to be faithful to my word so reluctantly i said fine i'll do it but it took me two more months to actually go through with it and say yes to ralphie and let it be known that this man never gave up on me no matter how much hell i gave him when i finally said yes and when i put up all those conditions for our relationship ralphie just said yeah that's totally fine with me just give me a chance and when i felt like i had to tell him everything that had happened to me in detail so he knew what he was dealing with and he had a chance to run away if he if he needed to he just accepted it and he held me and he helped me through every single piece of resentment and hatred that i had in my heart and so i fell in love with this selfless man and god's will was far better than my own god knew that this was the man for me and god used my husband to heal my heart of stone and and be able to bring you this testimony so that you can see how amazing God's plan is and that if we hold on to the bitterness of our hearts if we're selfish with our plans to our lives we're never going to see how good life can actually be i said yes to god in these two occasions that were so difficult for me they were so difficult i i really thought i was going to die but God knew that I was strong and he gave me his own strength to push through it. And I followed through and look where I am now. I'm happy. I have a loving husband, a beautiful son, another son on the way. God has blessed me all because I said yes. And God wants to bless you too. He has plans for you that you cannot even begin to fathom. His plans for you are so amazing. They're just so awesome that you can't even begin to imagine what they could be. But if you want to find out, all you have to do is say yes to God and let him take you for a ride. Let him fill your heart with his love and you'll see how amazing life can be. This, this is the true test of faith. Letting go of all control and allowing God to be the one who runs the course of your life. And, and I promise, you're not going to be disappointed. Just be sure that when you say yes, you're maintaining yourself with a constant prayer life and a relationship with God so that you don't become disheartened. Because sometimes this journey is hard. Because when you're pushed to your limits, it's so easy to give up. But you don't want to do that. Trust me. You don't want to jump off in the middle of a roller coaster while you're hanging upside down. Just just take the ride and take it with faith. I know God has amazing plans for you. Personally, 
I know that God is taking me on a journey and that in each step of this journey, I'm supposed to learn something new that's going to help me prepare for God's final will for me. And I don't know what my end goal is, but I know that I'm here and I'm talking to you and that it was God's will that I be here with you sharing these stories. And that's good enough for me. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't want that burden. I just want to do what God asks of me. When we look at the scripture reading from this past Sunday, we hear the story of how Simon Peter and his brother Andrew were called by Jesus. Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That's literally all he said. And from that alone, they dropped everything and followed Christ. This is a perfect example of what we should yearn to be. We should really want to love God and trust in him so much that we can recognize his voice. And if he says something simple like, follow me, our immediate answer is, yes, Lord, here I am. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my testimony today. And I, I hope that it inspired you to have a deeper relationship with God and let him take a little more control of your life. It really is amazing what he can do. Let's take a moment to do a quick prayer and invite God into our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, our great Father, thank you for all the blessings that you have given us, and thank you for the blessings that you have planned for us. We thank you for your love, your compassion, and your amazing patience in our lives. Today we ask that you help us feel your presence in our lives in a very special way. Help us feel your amazing love. And as you do that, we want to open our hearts to you, Lord. We know that your will is perfect, and we give our lives to you. Make us brand new and teach us to love like you do. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me in this fourth episode of Faithless. I will be praying for all of you and asking God to be present in your life. I will also be praying that you have the courage to say yes to God and to follow his will for your life. Join me next week for our next episode of Faithless. Until then, may God bless you and keep you always. Amen. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Faithless with Lisette Diaz. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.